Hello friends and welcome to Deep Dive Lounge, the lowest highbrow interview podcast presented to you by Modern Escapism. My name, as always, is Oodles, and today I'm joined by a man that, like me, decided to create his own podcast network, The Lone Wolves Collective. A big fan of music and all-round lovely bloke, it's Mr. Rob Jones. How you doing, Oodles? You alright? This is a nice little place you've got here. Yes, yeah, it is, it is. There's leather everywhere, there's drinks on tap. <laughs> I've always fancied running a little speakeasy type bar like this one. Oh, and I think, could you, you imagine? Know, a little cool place, select clientele, put a few mm-hmm. bands on. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, is that is that Billy Joel on the piano? It's Yeah, yeah. When, when I'm not on it, it's usually him. <laughs> <laughs> I've got him on retainer. <laughs> Brilliant. So, yeah, um, basically... Every episode, I will be interviewing my guests with the same 10 questions. Returning guests will be entered into the Deep Dive Lounge after dark, but due to this being Rob's first round in Deep Dive Lounge, we'll go ahead and interview him with the classics. So, if you're ready, Rob, I'm ready. Excellent. Let's go. Let's let's just hit the ground running. Let's do this. So, uh, question number one. Who are you and where are you from? So, I'm Rob Jones. Uh, digitally, I suppose, I'm from a couple of podcasts. Uh, Records and Bands is the main one. Uh, mm. You can probably guess what we talk about on that. Um, last Exit on Mainstream is the new one, which we're kind of calling a pop culture adjacent podcast. I'm doing that with Jamie and Olfo from the Talking Dad podcast. And we're working together as well to build this sort of... It's not really a network, it's kind of a, a hub where yeah. pe- people can come from one podcast and then leave on another podcast or another digital creator for a shitty term you know um, <laughs> um but uh, yeah the new podcast after that is last exit on mainstream and on that one we kind of watch a documentary or a film and then we have a chat about some of the topics that are raised in it so we recently did uh we watched a social dilemma and then we had a chat about social media in general and that so um physically i'm on portland and usually when you hear Portland, you think of like progressive political ideals and artisan yes. coffee and hipster beards. <laughs> um, but I'm on the Isle of Portland, which is um, <laughs> it's a little island off the south coast of England. Um, we're, connected to, we're connected to the mainland by a mile long causeway. Um, we're probably most famous because we had the sailing events for the 2012 Olympics. Yes. And until recently, Gary Glitter was residing at Portland Prison. <laughs> claim to fame <laughs> yeah so i gary glitter for a neighbor for a while wow wow what what thoughts you must have had <laughs> <laughs> he got they did release him recently and then um i did see in the paper this week they put him back in again so good yeah good. I, why they let him out i don't know he belongs there forever for the rest of his un- ugh, unholy yeah. life he's horrible there's a lot of them in that prison to be honest but yeah doesn't bear thinking about it. No. Excellent answer, though. As always, my guest providing the excellent answers. Uh, let's move on to question number two. What are you drinking and why? And if you're not drinking anything now, what would you drink? Um, I'm on the hard stuff tonight. I'm on yeah. I'm on the Pepsi Max. Oh, mate, I'm on the Iron Brew. <laughs> excellent. It's <laughs> made, a tough, made, tough weekend. Made from Goddard's. Um, mm. It's got to be Pepsi Max because the other stuff is for wimps, obviously. Um, I haven't really drunk alcohol for about 16 years. Congratulations, mate. So I'm not teetotal or anything. I mean, I I, I probably average maybe 
two and a half alcoholic drinks a year. So, mm. um, like the last one was a close personal friend's family funeral, and I was forced into having a Jaeger bomb, which was horrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they are horrible. I don't like them at yeah, all. Yeah. Um, but my wife doesn't drive, so when we um, first got together and we go out for drinks, we lived out of town, so someone had to drive. And um, oh yeah. And then when the kids came along, I just had this horrible thought in the back of my head that if I needed to get them somewhere quickly, and I couldn't because I had three or four cans, then mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And yeah. now I'm nearly forty-four. I don't think I could handle the hangover anymore. So you don't look a day over forty-three, mate. Thank you, mate. No, but yeah, I wish I could say the same. <laughs> I love a drink. Oh, that's that's fine though, isn't it? That's each of their own. It just, yeah, I just, yeah, don't see the attraction anymore. I'm afraid. Good. That's a strong stance. I like it. I like it. Cool. Good answer. Um, question number three: If you had a choice between two superpowers, being invisible or flying, which would you choose and why? Right. This is basically: Do you? It's like: Do you want to see the world or do you want to hide away from it? Isn't it? Exactly. And do and kind of do nefarious things, maybe. It's on the psychopath test. <laughs> is it? Yes. So I think flying is the best option, mm-hmm. but there's no way I can have a combo deal where like, I can fly to America and then give up that power and then disappear. You know, just disappear into the landscape. I, I suppose... I could allow you to le- to, to to lease the flight power, right. and then for the rest of your life, be invisible. That'd be wicked, but yeah, I, I choose see, to be see, invisible. You don't. You're not. You're not yeah. forced to be invisible forever. No. So <laughs> choose. If I, I'd love to go to America and then get out to like the old west, the Rocky Mountains, and like anywhere between like Colorado and the, yeah. the West Coast. But then. Once I'm there, that landscape is just so vast and massive that you could <laughs> just stuck. disappear into it anyway, couldn't you? Yeah. So, yeah, give me flight. It's the most popular option so far. I've had a few uh, invisibles and those guests, and they would not be ashamed to admit it, are pervs. So, <laughs> so yeah. What did Excellent. you choose? I haven't done it yet. Oh, right, okay. Ah. That's, just, that's that's the uh, the surprise episode when I've got no guests <laughs> and no chat GPT. Hey, that was a good social experiment. It, it, that. Yeah, that's brilliant. I enjoyed that one. It took a lot longer to edit than normal. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that much. But yes, let's move on to question number four. What was the last gift you received or gave someone or both? Um, my how do I what do I call him? My podcast wife, Jamie, the yes. talking dad. Maybe I'm the wife, I'm not sure. We're not really into traditional roles in this relationship. No. Um, he sent me a T-shirt the other day because he'd just been messing around with some logos for the website and he just mm-hmm. said, yeah, yeah, have that. It just turned up in the post and I was like, where's that? You know, so cheers, Jamie. Sent me a T-shirt. Cheers, um, Jamie. And then just today, I'd go to the nerd shop to pick up some Warhammer paint for the boy and while I was <sighs> there... You'd um, like the uh, modern escapism crew. Some of those are nerds. <laughs> um, he got... What was he ordered? My youngest one had ordered... It was like a special edition orc back at Christmas. Like the goth rocker. And so it's like this orc <laughs> that's meant to be in a band. He's got a guitar on his back. Like very heavy metal. Um, but he wanted some paint for it. So I had to go and get him the paint. And while I was there, I picked up some... Uh, like a Pokemon tin with some cards yeah. and stuff in it. 
Um, I got that for my daughter because she's been having a tough time at school, what with mm. teenage girls being teenage girls and I've Ugh, the worst shenanigans. And I just thought I'd give her a treat just to perk her up a little bit. Yeah, my kids have surprisingly got into Pokemon on their own. Just the cards. They're not bothered about the show or the games. Just yeah, the cards. Yeah, yeah. So it's got to be YouTube that. Oh, I don't know. See, with ours, they um, they collected the cards. They just had the cards and they trade them with their mates and then get into fights because they didn't want to trade. You know, yeah. trade trades would get reversed or whatever. Um, and it used to annoy the hell out of me. I just like cards all over the floor. You walk into the room, cards everywhere. <laughs> like, so you threatened to burn them. And then they got to an age where they actually started playing the game. Ah. Like um, TCG, they call it, don't they? And yeah. then they taught me how to play the game. And I absolutely it's love it. It's quite deep, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. I think it's amazing. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen some people play it in front of my eyes and I just had no idea what was happening. Yeah, I've tried so. playing like um, like the eldest ones into Magic the Gathering. Yeah, yeah. I just can't get my head around it. And I think part of it is he's cheating me all the time. So he keeps coming <laughs> out. He keeps coming out with these new rules that crop up all the time. And it doesn't happen. You know, it's like, well, I, that hasn't happened before. So now I'm going to tell you about it. And I'm like, nah, that feels like cheating, man. <laughs> I like him. I like him a lot. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Let's go on to question number five. What inspires you? I would like to say like nature's bounty you know the hills and the mountains and the sea and um i'm a keen hiker i love getting out in the wild um Mm. but i don't really need a lot of inspiration i don't need a lot to inspire me so like i can have i don't know 15 different ideas in a day what i always lack is what do you know what i mean it's just like oh that'd be cool to make it doesn't really matter what it is it's just like oh i wonder so like i I think I've I've got the two podcasts going. I got one I did last year, and then that's gone on the back burner. I've got three more I'm working up. I've just come home and said to the kids, "Should we do like a family quiz night podcast?" Oh, that's a good idea. But all I need is the time. I don't have the time. None of us have the time. Um, no. My wife is always like, "Just make the time, and we'll pick up pick up the slack." Um, if you enjoy making stuff, like well. She, her, her mindset is very much like if you enjoy making the thing it doesn't matter if it's ever seen by anyone or heard by anything like um yeah the value of it is in the making of it is for yourself are you um, preaching to the choir mate i've got gundams yeah. behind me <laughs> built those myself <laughs> no one else sees them apart from people that i podcast with um i've had some mental health struggles in the past and mm-hmm. making stuff definitely helps me but also yeah. like the way that she stuck by me for all of that. Um, and to be honest, others probably wouldn't. Um, so she kind of inspires me to just be better and to yeah. make make more stuff. I love that. I absolutely love that, yeah. Oh, Ooh. I do love that question, though, because, so, I, I mean, I've had people, I've had some episodes that I've had to can, unfortunately, and, and some people go, I'll go, what inspires you? And they'll say, dinner. <laughs> like, oh, right, okay. That's not enough. <laughs> no. You can't just um, say dinner. <laughs> I was on, um, I was on, uh, you know, Dean, don't you? Yeah, yeah, of course you do. Well. Yeah, so I was on Dean's show recording the other day. It's not out yet, and and I spent an hour basically crying down the microphone at him. <laughs> like, he's just, very easy to talk to, isn't he? Isn't he? Yeah, he's so good. It, like, so it's like some kind of 
like savant that'll just sit in a tent and you'd go in and you'd you just explode on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He just here's everything. Yeah. You might not oh, want yeah. it, but you're getting it. <laughs> we should all get a pocket dean. It'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have his podcast, so yeah, yeah, brilliant. Oh yeah, it'd, 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 his ears will be burning now. He'll be like, oh, they're talking about me. <laughs> Excellent. Let's move on to question number six. If you could compare yourself with any animal, what would it be and why? Right, this was the hardest question of the lot for me. Because <laughs> while I'm into like the outdoors and nature, mm-hmm. like I'm not one for pets. I'm not oh. like I care about like ecology and yeah, like well, ecosystems, habitats on a on a large scale, biodiversity on a large scale. My trainings in or my backgrounds in like conservation work, um, working outdoors, that sort of thing. So I understand how it all fits together. But I'm not really an an animal person. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so my answer is going to be pretty hack, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like you know the old um, when you go for a job interview and it's like. Oh yeah, you know I'm I'm happy working by myself. I'm a self-sufficient worker who just gets on with a job. But I'm, I'm equally, on time. But I'm equally happy to work in a team. Yeah, come on, you know, pick a lane. That's pretty much it for me, really. So I like to think of myself as like this big old grey lone wolf out on the Ooh. plains all by himself. Um, you know, I'm a lone wolf. I don't need anybody. It's just me alone, mm. being a lone wolf. But in reality, I need my pack. I need my family around me. Yeah, then you've got to remember that wolves always go home, don't they, at the end of the day? That's it, yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'd be a big old grey wolf over in Yellowstone or somewhere else just as magnificent, somewhere else wonderful. And I can just roam and then go back to the family when I need to go back to the family, which is quite selfish. (laughs) No, 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 no. I get it. I get it. You've got to have your own time as well. It's good for your mental health. Cool. Excellent. Excellent. Uh... We're over halfway. Question number seven. Good question, this one. We finish the interview and you step outside the office and find a lottery ticket that ends up winning you £10 million. What would you do? Right. If we take it as red, that the usual gets done. So you make sure your family's all right and your close friends. Well, some of your close friends. Some of your family. The default stuff. Not all the family. Some of them are pricks. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, I won't mention any particular names just in case it's unlikely you know, you they're not know. they're not cool enough to listen to this so um i'd like to pick up my whole family and trans- transplant us somewhere better um yes. i'd like to take us to america i know that politically and like society-wide it's a bit of a mess as well over there but like i said earlier there's there's it's enough space, space. Isn't it? there's enough space yeah. you can just go and hide i don't think um, the americans realize what they've got sometimes no i know it's like um yeah, if it gets too hot, you just go north, and then if it gets too yeah. cold, you go down south. And if you want exactly. mountains, you've got mountains. If you want rainforest, you've got rainforest. If you want desert, go to the desert. It's just And we've just got rain. Yeah. There's <laughs> actually one of my... Um, and, and this comes into this question, because if I've got the money, I'd love to go to America and do the Pacific Crest Trail, which oh. runs from... Basically goes from America... Sorry, sorry, it goes from America. You're in America, dickhead. <laughs> uh, goes from Mexico up to Canada, and it goes... Oh. So you start... At, start at the bottom and you go through the Mojave Desert and then into the Sierra Nevada mountains uh, skirt around Yosemite National Park up through the Cascades in Oregon and then into like the Olympics and that in Washington it's like it seems more impressive than the Pennine Trail 
But that's equally as impressive, though. That's like the longest yeah. one we've got. I haven't done that one yet. I've, I've done it. Uh, yeah, we did it for charity many, many years ago before I was a man, and it took about a week. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> that, that, that was good. That's from so that's oh, where's that? That goes up to Kirk Yetholm, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, then, how old were you were you when you, I know this isn't about you, but how long? Uh, how old were you when you did that? Eighteen. Oh, yeah. Well done. Yeah, yeah. We we all camped and stuff, places yeah. we could camp. It was a good big charity thing. We did it for um, leukemia. Oh, brilliant. Charity. It was great. Right. Oh, I'm not that charitable now, though. Well, this is it. The... I'm get This might, well, <laughs> strap in for this. I'm Here gonna... we go. <laughs> right, because I'm going to sound like a bit of a prick. Hopefully, I'll bring, bring it back around, and yeah. then I'll totally contradict myself as well. <laughs> so, everyone else who's been on here has said, oh, you know, I'll give some money to charity. But... Yep. I don't, I don't believe in charity, which is a bit controversial. But it's like I don't believe saying. in, I don't believe in charity as a business. Yes, and they are unfortunately. So, I believe in helping people. Mm-hmm. I, I think I believe in being kind. But I feel like governments of many stripes, mainly mm-hmm. this one, <laughs> yeah. um, they have less worry about cutting back on crucial services because charity is always there to pick up the back pieces. Um, so it's like if they don't want to fund libraries they mm-hmm. don't give enough money to the local councils to fund libraries because they know volunteers will run the yes. libraries do it all for free I'm a little bit biased because my wife is training to be a librarian and we don't know <sighs> if she's going to have a job at the end of it but you know but then mm. like, why is there help for heroes because surely the government should be doing that they should yeah and they should. unfortunately they don't like you say we're, we're picking up the pieces if the squaddies were equipped properly in the first place, they mm-hmm. might not get hurt. Yep. And if you didn't send them to an illegal war in the first place, they wouldn't <laughs> yeah. have to be so bloody heroic. Absolutely. Um, like, how many people do Oxfam employ? What happens when we solve world hunger? Are all those folks out of a job? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, we used to live on the Isle of Wight. We love islands. <laughs> Um, and every year you'd have like thousands of people would walk from one side of the island to the other. It's like 26 miles to a marathon. And on average, every year they would raise about 150 grand for one charity, the island-based charity. Mm. Would you like to guess what the annual salary of that charity's CEO is? Well, it's charity, so it should be low, but I bet it's not. It's 150 (laughs) grand. Oh. It's exactly the amount that... This one big event, Maze. Oh, <laughs> but but oh just to, now, now I'm going to bring it back around a bit. Bring I it do, back. I might get a bit Billy Big Bollocks. Um, <laughs> I do believe in helping people. We um, yes. we try and help help people on an individual basis. Um, so I'm not going to go into too much detail of what I do and what or what we do as a family to help people because I have to burn my own trumpet. But. <laughs> um, we do help out the woman who sells the big issue over at Tesco's because she has yeah. to ride a she rides a bus for two hours, and I don't just mean we buy the big issue. I don't know how I don't know how much a big issue is, but I know how much money I give her, and yeah. I know that at least once a week we send her home with a bag of shopping. Yeah, she yeah. Do otherwise. Um, I work in the local park. We've got a regular population of rough sleepers. I've always got coffee, hot water, spare cups. Um, yeah. I, I've bought them sleeping bags before because they ain't got anything else. But I know that I know their names. 
Like I've chats yeah. with them. They know that a lot of people are... don't don't even no. go that length, do they? And they know that the park's a safe space for them. Mm. So and with that kind of money, and without saying too much of a twat, which I probably have done, but with that money, <laughs> I can I can help more individuals. Does that make sense? Yeah, and you can do it quicker as well. Yeah, and it might not help as many people, but no, maybe but... it can have an impact. Um, and now to totally contradict myself, there is a small yeah. charity. I think they're based in Nottingham. Where are you? You're, you're up that way, Yorkshire. Yorkshire. So just a little bit further up. Yeah, not far um, off. There's a charity based in Nottingham called Punks for the Homeless, and they and they put on um, gigs mainly in Nottingham, but they get a bit further out. I've seen them advertising gigs in um, London, and my brothers played a couple of gigs for them when they played, I think, in Worcester. Mm. Um, but they basically raise money to help um, homeless causes, and there's I'll an take orphanage sales and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it all go it, like bands don't get paid; they just yeah like yeah, yeah. give their time, and that all goes to the homeless community. And there's an orphanage; I think it's either in Kenya or Tanzania. Yeah. Um, so if there's a parts for the homeless gig going on, go and check that out because they're Absolutely, always really everybody. good. Um, um, so I'd like to give them some of the money, uh, yeah. but I'd want free gig tickets in return forever and then the money is left over sorry going on a bit here um I'd like, to, I'd like to set up a grant scheme where like cool artists and writers and filmmakers podcasters um they can come along and be like here's a cool idea for a film or a comic or a podcast or a sculpture oh. or whatever and i i need i don't know five grand ten grand forty five grand whatever it is and i can just be like that looks wicked have some cash come back when you need some more be like a proper like a creative dragon's den that's not about profit no be like an old school victorian patron of the arts yes like, Mo- like yes. mozart had someone who looked like paid for him to live so you could come to me and you say to do my podcast full time mm-hmm. i need 20 grand a year Ah, so you and like, i can yeah, say i like it. that idea here's 20 grand you know, if you can, you know, tell me how much you need next year, and we'll and we'll reassess, see what see what you can, you know, if you can make a going concern out of it, that sort of thing. I, I hope you find this lottery ticket now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm coming straight to you. <laughs> Knock on the door. There we go. Excellent. What a beautiful answer to that. Wow, I'm blown away. Let's move on to question number eight. You find yourself shipwrecked on a deserted island, but all your human needs, such as food, water, and anything like that, are taken care of. What two items would you want to have with you? Um, I would like a sketchbook and some pencils and a pencil sharpener and a rubber, like, stationary stuff. Does that, that, can, that, that can be one, one thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'd like to teach myself to draw because I can't do that at all. And I look at my kid. <laughs> I watch my kid and he sits and draws and he does this amazing stuff. And I'm just like, wow. Oh, the talent of children. Oh, they little buggers, really. Um, and the other thing I would like is the guitar that I stole from a homeless man. <gasps> now, I didn't really steal it. He and is this def- is where the guilt comes in. <laughs> well, I, I didn't really see that. He, he moved on and left a tent behind, and there was this guitar left in it, and I couldn't bear mm-hmm. to see it go to the skip. So I rescued it, and I've still got it. If he can, if he crops up in the park again, I mean, it's been like 18 months now, but if he crops up and wants it back, he can have it back. Oh, it's wow. not an expensive guitar. It's not a good guitar, but it's, it's got a nice action. It sounds cool. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I'd have some time on the island to actually learn how to play it properly. You've got plenty of time on this island, mate. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll need it. <laughs> yeah. And you get a great tan as well. That's so it. I think about really? it that way. I could do it. Crikey. Excellent. Excellent. Question number nine. One of my favourites. You're in death row. Tonight is your final meal. What are you having? What are you having? 
Right. We went plant uh, plant. We went plant based a few years ago, and we found this recipe for nice. uh, vegan burritos. Which Ooh. so it's like a homemade salsa. So the mm-hmm. tomatoes and the onions and a bit of pepper and mix all that up. Homemade guac, which isn't really homemade, is it? it just smash up a few avocados. <laughs> yeah. Um, a queso dip, I know, but made without cheese. So you use like nutritional yeast to give it that yeah, yeah. tang. Um, but the best thing about it is what they call Texas caviar. What is that? So you basically, yeah, I'm going to give you the recipe now, yeah? So you oh, um, get get some red onions, chop them up, yep. pack them in a pan. Dose of smoked paprika yep. in the pan. Cumin, pan. Mm. Get some crushed chili flakes or some of that. You know that easy chili stuff you get in the jar? Yeah. That's really, really hot in it. Um, blows me back off, mate. <laughs> yeah, a bit of that in, in the pan. Tin of black beans, pan. Uh, tin of sweet corn, green giant, if you're feeling flush, littles will do otherwise. That goes yeah. in the pan. Uh, tin of chopped tomatoes, chuck that in the pan, cook the shit out of it, and serve it all up in a lovely soft tortilla wrap with all the oh, trimmings. Wow. And then you pick it up and you bite into it and it all falls in your lap. Yeah, <laughs> as, as all burritos do. <laughs> I respect that massively because uh, I don't eat meat. And you're the first person that's not brought meat. Brilliant. <laughs> Everyone's like, I want a steak, I want chicken. No. no, but it's got all the taste. It's got every it's got taste, it's got the texture, and you and you get yeah. the time you get that um you can await your fate mindfully while preparing your meal. Yeah, yeah, knowing you didn't take something else out with you. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Right, and I think this is probably gonna be one of your favourite questions. It's the last question, unfortunately, as well. What music would you choose to play every time you walk into a room? What's your theme tune? So this was. I know really you're a music difficult. man. Yeah, this was really difficult because I wasn't entirely sure how to take it. So mm. is it like my own personal hype track that just goes in my head and only I can hear it, or is it like uh, like uh, the heralds playing the trumpet as I walk into a room? Here I am, da da. When I wrote the question, I it was you was like disco stew from Simpsons. As soon as you walk into a room, everyone can hear it and see you. Right, so yeah, okay. the heralds. Yes. Right. So I've done both. Good. Tell me right. them both. Okay. So the first one, if it's just in my head, just for me, is from my favourite ah. artist of all time, and that's Mr. Ben Folds. Mm-hmm. I think he's ben Folds. wonderful. I think he's the greatest songwriter the world has ever produced, and I will my fight wife adores I'll, him. Yeah, I will fight anyone who says differently. Um, mm-hmm. And the song is a B-side called There's Always Someone Cooler Than You. And it just serves as a reminder just to wind your neck in a bit and remember <laughs> who you are and not to really go around giving it the big un because, you know, you might be a cool dude, but someone else in that room is going to be cooler than you and they'll see right through your shit. And just be yeah, yourself. Like that. That's good enough. Yeah. Um, but if it is like a I open the door and the tune cuts... Uh, the tune kicks in and I come in <laughs> strutting. That's how I envisioned it, yeah. <laughs> Single ladies. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh-oh. Oh, oh that's, a, that's a banger. Oh, Queen B. Queen B indeed. Yeah. That is... Um, I was in this deep discussion with my daughter over mm-hmm. whether it's going to be single ladies, um, run the world, girls. Yep. Yeah, or crazy in love, and we went with single ladies because I've promised to do the dance if she ever gets married at her reception. I think that is one of the best bops in pop yeah. music history. It's just a banger. I adore. I every anywhere I go, I, I've been in the middle of goth clubs, and that's come yeah. on, and I'm there. I'm there. I'm just 
yeah, I'm doing the whole thing. I'm running in circle. Oh, God, I love it. I've got Absolutely. to learn it. So she's um, she's 13 at the minute. So I'm hoping in 20 years' time when she does get married, mm-hmm. that um, one, obviously, she'll be 43 and that's quite the right time for <laughs> someone to be putting their hands on my daughter. And also yes. that gives me enough time to learn all the dance moves. Yeah, yeah. you got to get that white boy swagger. Get yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do it. Oh, brilliant. What, what an answer. What an answer. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Thank you. Oh, I, this has been brilliant, Rob. I, I, thank you so much. You've passed the Deep Dive Lounge. You are now welcome back on. I don't know Thanks if you're aware much. that the, the the lowbrow questions next time you come on are a lot more disgusting than these ones. Yeah, they're filthy, the ones I heard. So, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll be so, up for a bit of that. Yeah. Excellent. So you've, you've, you've won the chance to plug your wares. Brilliant. It's time. Um, so there's the Records and Bands podcast, podcast which does exactly what we, it says on the tin. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a new one, which is Last Exit on Mainstream. And you can find everything at thelonewolvescollective.com. Lovely website as well. Thank you very much. It is, yes, I checked it out. But yeah, this is the end of Deep Dive Lounge. Um, thank you very much, Mr. Rob Jones, for just reaching out to me and me reaching out to you. We've become friends for life. Thank you very much. Good night. Night, night.